Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. We're going to continue today. Message I began last week on the humility and the ability of the mind of Christ. Last week we saw that you cannot get the ability of the mind of Christ unless you have the humility of the mind of Christ. Let's let's put it that very that's very absolute. It's actually like this because all of us have a little bit of these things. The degree to which you have the humility of the mind of Christ is the degree to which you will be able to access and enjoy the ability of the mind of Christ. And we went into great lengths to uh, speak about humility. I gave the illustration. Um, I don't know if I'm going to use it again today. But basically, between your spirit and your soul, you got your will. Your will is like a door. See, the soul and the spirit are a part of the inner man. The whole inner man is soul and spirit. But there is a, there is a, it's like two rooms inside the same building. For instance, this auditorium is connected to the pastor's office behind there and my office upstairs. It's all the same building. But you know, you can have light here and darkness here. It happens also a lot of the time. You know, maybe when the fuse, you know, and, and there's light in here, but there will be no light in my office. It's happened before. Spiritual is exactly the same thing. Your soul, there is a door between your soul and your spirit. That door is your will. The degree to which that door is open, which is the degree of your humility, degree which you're submitted to the will of God, determines the degree of the amount of light that will flow from your spirit into your soul. That is why it is possible to be a Christian, born again, spirit-filled, and not have revelation. And that's why Paul prayed that prayer for the Ephesians. They were already born again, spirit-filled. He said that, I pray that God will grant unto you the spirit of wisdom because they didn't have it. Otherwise, they would not need to pray it. The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Now, the Bible says in Math, um, um, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20, it says, uh, verse 2, excuse me, it says that with the lowly is wisdom. There is a key here. The degree to which your heart is humble is the degree to which you can access revelation and the wisdom of God. Is that, it's just as simple as that. Satan, for example, has wisdom, which he had originally when God gave him. But his wisdom is now corrupted because of his pride. So he can't use it for good. He can use it only for evil. But if you are going to get the wisdom of God, then you've got to maintain the, uh, the humility of the mind of Christ. And we define humility as revelation knowledge. God gave this to me years ago. You know, I've never heard any other person say it that way. But it's, uh, you know, let me just say something here. And I say this to the glory of God. And I also say it for your benefit. You know, uh, these things which we teach to you, to you, you know, we didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go and pick it in a book somewhere. You know, it's a question of light. And I've asked the Lord over the years, the reason why we seem to have more light is because we use a lot of the life of God. See, many places they say, oh yeah, we believe in the life of God. We just read your Bible. And you get the life of God that way, but it's the measure. 
But for people who put the life of God into their spirits every day with the right attitude, the attitude is very important, you know, honesty, humility, you find that extraordinary light begins to shine. That's what they said about Daniel. In the book of Daniel, we'll probably turn to that scripture later on. In Daniel chapter 5, verse 14, you know, the, the queen, you know, asked uh, when the Belteshazzar, when the hand appeared, and when that silly boy was having this party and drinking wine, all the verses in Babylon is the one that came from Jerusalem that his silly head told him that he should drink from. You know, he was so, he was in a state of, of, of fear. So his, his, his grandmommy or his mom, either his mommy or his, or his grandmother, said, look, there used to be a man when your grandfather was alive. He's still alive. He's, he's old now. His name is Daniel. He said, light and excellent wisdom was found in him. Go and call him. He'll give you the interpretation. In the same way, you know, so humility is a very simple definition. You see, when something is big and long, it's because they don't have the correct knowledge yet. When you have correct knowledge, it's usually precise. You know, it's concise. It, 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 and, and it's, it's uh, even yourself, your spirit, the Bible says, you know, uh, um, um, we are made manifest in your consciences. You will know. Humility is submitting to the will of God when you don't feel like it, but it doesn't stop there. Knowing the certainty of his judgment if you disobey, that's where the fear of God comes. And the security of his mercy when you obey. So it makes you more meek and lowly in heart, and it keeps you small in your own sight relative to God. Somebody was asking me the other day, said, why are we using God? I said, the reason why is that many times you can look big relative to other men. Especially when God blesses you and you become exalted. That's why when Uzziah became exalted, he said when he became strong, his heart was lifted up. Because he was looking at, he was comparing himself amongst men. And Paul warns us. He said, they that compare themselves among themselves. So don't compare yourself among yourself. Compare yourself to God. You'll always stay small. It's, it's guaranteed. No matter how great you are, you always know God is bigger than you. And it keeps you humble and it keeps you, you know, well behaved. <laughs> no matter how exalted and how much wisdom and power and glory God gives you. And that's, that's the secret of two outstanding characters in the Bible. There are others, but two outstanding. Joseph and Daniel. Joseph was one of the, he was not one. He was the most powerful and he was the richest man in that time. Yes, Pharaoh, but who gave Pharaoh the wisdom to be rich? It was Joseph. It was Joseph. But can you know something about Joseph's character? As great as, and as powerful as Joseph was, Joseph stayed humble. His heart was never lifted up. He never used his, his, his power and his influence for evil. He always did it for good. His brothers, when they came, you know, and, they were, and he revealed himself to them and everything, his daddy came. He looked out at the and his daddy died. His brothers were afraid. They thought he was like them. They thought he was like a natural man. That's what, na what they thought was what natural men will do. But here was a God man. Oh, give Joseph a super clap offering. So they came to beg him. They said, we know our father is dead now. I know you wouldn't have done anything because daddy's alive. But now that daddy's gone, um, it's very likely you will remember 
Joseph began to cry. Powerful, the most powerful man in the world. His humility is outstanding. Another clap of for Joseph. He began to weep. He said, what are you talking about? Don't you understand that it was not you who did it? That's a man who understands I'm not wrestling with flesh and blood. Who sees beyond human beings. He said, it's not you who did it. It was God who sent me ahead to save your lives and the lives of so many people. He said, so don't worry. I will nourish you and your children. Joseph had a ministry. Unlike Moses, Joseph fulfilled the fullness of his ministry. Moses didn't finish. Moses brought them out, but he didn't take them in. Again, because of pride. And anger. Should we come and take water from you? Strop the rock twice. God didn't say anything. The water still came out. That's why you should never fight the men of God. It's, too, it's, too, it's above your pay grade. Uh, don't rebuke an elder. You know? And don't speak against those in authority. God will deal with them in his own way and his own time. God didn't say a word to Moses. He didn't say a word to the children of Israel. But I still rebuke Miriam and Aaron and say, why are you not afraid of my servant? He said, God will never, he will never, you know, um, um, desecrate his leadership in the front of people. God's going to deal with you in private. Not your business. Too big for you. So, in private, God said, you're not going to enter the promised land. That because you did not sanctify me in the hearts of the people. David, uh, Job, Moses still prayed about that thing later on. You know, when he was, when he took him to Mount Nabal, then he showed him, our oh, God is good. He saw it by revelation, but he never got it by experience. May that not be our portion. May we not see things by revelation that we never experience. That's where humility comes in very, very much. God is only by grace. It is not of him that runneth, not of him that will have, but of God that showeth mercy. And that's why you must maintain a humble heart. Not only towards God, but even towards men. Even when men misbehave and talk evil of you. Just look at them. Y'all feel sorry for them and pray for them. The Bible says the servant of the Lord must not strive. But gentle unto all men. Apt to teach. In meekness. That's that word again. Instructing those that oppose themselves. You know, men, we want to you know, prove to them who we are. <laughs> Don't worry. God will prove to them who you are, not you. Oh, glory to God. Joseph, what a guy. He shines in God's eyes. To me, Joseph is one of the best characters in the Old Testament, if not the best. I'm sure there are others, you know, the Enoch, a few other guys. Yeah, but Joseph is, Joseph is in a class of his own. Because, you see, the only thing Joseph and the others was that many of them didn't have the power Joseph had. They didn't have the wealth. You see, the Yoruba people have a saying, Iwoniwa lamangu. Let, let me say it in English. My English is better than my Yoruba. But my Yoruba is very good. See, I, I have the revelation, the understanding of the Yoruba. I may not be able to say it exactly. You know, and what it means is this. Before you have money, you behave like somebody else. But when money comes, your true character comes out. You want to test a man. Don't test him when he doesn't have. 
The Bible says the poor uses entreaties. But the rich answer roughly. To bad day. And you know, I don't know Yoruba people. Nobody knows how to spend money like Yoruba people. The white man doesn't know anything about money. Give a Yoruba man money, then you will know. Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. We are experts at showing off. Ah, so that they will know. Especially, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm from Lagos, but really originally from Abeokuta. And my wife is from, you know, Ijebu. You know, the Ijebus, the Egbas, and the Ondos, oh God, have mercy. <laughs> Daddy, with due apology. <laughs> ah, I can't help all. <laughs> you know, there's a good part of it, there's a bad part of it. But Joseph, with all that power, with all that wealth, he, he ruled Egypt. His word was life or death. If he had told them to, the children to kill all those boys, they'll kill him like that. They won't even think about it twice. Though they were afraid of him. He said, you don't understand. It was not you. It was God who sent me ahead. That's a man who had spiritual insight into what was happening. He didn't just see the, his brothers and what they did. And you know, most of us are so petty. All we think of is what the human being said or did. Think beyond that. And what are the spiritual forces behind the human being that made him say what he did? Then fight the spiritual forces. Don't fight the human being. And he saved his brothers. And he understood his destiny. He fulfilled the fullness of his destiny. Unlike Moses. Moses brought them out. Saw the lamb but didn't enter in. But Joseph fulfilled everything. He brought them out of Canaan, brought them into Egypt, and transformed them from a family to a nation. Give Joseph another super clap offering. All that was done because of the humility. The humility. Of all the things Jesus said we should learn of him, that was the one he picked out. He said, take my yoke upon you and Learn of me. For I am what? Meek. And lonely now. One of the things that made God love David so much. David made mistakes. But David was, was very, very humble. Even when he, when he messed up and everything. And Nathan confronted him. You know, like the other kings. You confronted him. They would say, go on. Put him inside the jail and feed him with the, with, the, with, the, with the bread of affliction. So he will know he's talking to the king. Not all the other kings are like, but not David. He smote himself. He said, a humble and a contrite heart, thou will not despise. He wept before the Lord. He, he repented. He thoroughly repented. And God had mercy on him. He says, if you humble yourself, he will exalt you. And he brought him back to Jerusalem, gave him back his throne. And tomorrow, till tomorrow, Jesus is still the son of David. Another clap offering for David. Oh, what a guy. This humility thing, is the key. I've discovered is the key to walking with God. If you're not humble, you're not going to go far with God. God will keep you afar off. If you're humble, he says, I, we looked at last time, I, I dwell in eternity and with him that is of a lowly and a contrite. He doesn't dwell with the proud because you no know, person of the Godhead is proud. Who are you? 
What do you have? What have you got that God doesn't have? And God is still humble. So what's making you proud? You better humble yourself. Quick! Quick! So, these two guys, Joseph in particular, is very, very humble. Money didn't change Joseph. Money changes a lot of us. <laughs> Before we get money, we, we, we entreat. Wale is laughing. <laughs> but once money comes, we answer roughly. I don't have time. I was joking with my pastors. I joke, I was there. I said, you have become a big man now. That means you know your. It's a big problem in Nigeria. Uh, uh, you know, once you are just a little, not much, or just a little exaltation, you can't talk to them again. The answer roughly, I was busy. Money <laughs> to the big man, to the senior pastor, to busy. Stay humble. It's a test. It's a constant test. God wants, especially the more you get exalted, the more money you have, the more powerful you have, God's going to start watching your attitude towards your fellow man. You know, you can, of course, you'll be humble towards God. But how are you humble towards your driver and your maid? Those who don't have any power, how do you treat them? God will be okay. And all that is determining your destiny. Yes. Each point is like points. You know, when you do an exam, you have, you know, this, this, this exam, this question will have 10 marks. This question. Each time you do it, there's a, either minus or plus. Minus or plus. Minus or plus. And cumulatively, ultimately, to determine your destiny. All the guys who went far with God stayed humble in the face of success. The real test is not when, you're, when you don't have success. The real test comes when you really, when God, and that's why Solomon failed woefully. He failed. I didn't say he didn't go to heaven. I believe he went to heaven because of David. You know, but God compared the guy to a flower. See God who. The first person I heard say that thing was Pa Elton. Ah! You know, when you listen to fathers, I was as ah! He said, 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 he, God compared Solomon to a flower whose glory fades. He said, Solomon, why would he use that? Jesus. He said, Solomon in all his glory. He shows you how in God's mind, how God valued, uh, you know, Solomon and his nonsense. He said, Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And his statement before that was that it rises in the afternoon and in the evening you put in the fire. That's the vanity of human glory. Solomon, shall. <laughs> Amen. We're going to talk about him today. We'll get there by the grace and the mercy of God in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah. All right. So humility is submitting the will of God when you don't feel like it, especially in prayer. Knowing the certainty of his judgment, most born again, spirit-filled, 
New Testament Christians, they don't know that. See, what we've been taught is that if you do anything, God will forgive you. Which is true. As far as going to hell is concerned. But you must know that there is a certainty of chastening. That they don't preach it. But it's in Hebrews chapter 13. God, he says, every recompense gets a just recompense of reward. It is certain. Like when I was a younger man, I still feel young in my mind. You know, scripture pastor was just in its heyday that time where I had lots of money and people. And God told me one day, my they don't commit adultery. You know, young men, you know, the adrenaline and everything. I wasn't planning to, don't misunderstand me, but I'm saying, of course, temptations were there. You know? So one day I was in that book church office. He said to me, he said, don't commit adultery. I said, Lord, you know me now. He said, I'm just telling you. <laughs> you know, we always feel very spiritual. Ah, oh, God, of course. I'm, I said, no, I know, I know. He said, I'm just telling you. Just, you know. <laughs> he said, because if you do, he said, I will forgive you. He said, forgiveness is not the issue. He said, but I will so chasten you. He said, you may not survive it. Ah, you know, when you hear that kind of a thing, everything that he's doing you comes down. <laughs> Pastor Agwe, I said straight. <laughs> straight! See, that part is what is not taught. That's why there's no fear of God in church today. All we hear is forgiveness, forgiveness, which is true. But there's chastening with forgiveness. God forgave David, but he chastened him. The first day he told him, he said, oh, you know, you commit adultery and all that. He said, you are the man. He said, but God has put away thy sin. Forgiveness. He said, but certain. The sword will not depart from your house. You must know that. You know what that thing does? It keeps you from sin. By the fear of the Lord. It's sad if this thing was not taught properly. Half, it was taught half-sidedly. I taught this. I started teaching in 1999. When I started teaching on, you know, seven steps. Before called the seven pillars, you know, and all that. You know, when I started teaching on perfection. 19, 19, late 80s, early 90s. I said, and people didn't like it. When I go there, we invite me again. Remember, Pastor Kuega? You know, I go there, I say, yeah. I said, the certainty of his judgment, if you disobey, you know that thing? It makes sin unattractive. Even when you feel the temptation and all of that, you don't remember, ah! <laughs> oh God, have mercy. And then God told me, he said, remember David. Man after my own heart said, I chastened him. Be sure I will chasten you if you try it. Just a warning. He wasn't, he, was, he didn't think I was going to do it. <laughs> he was just, but he's yeah, great adventure. <laughs> so when those kind of stupid thoughts come to your mind, you will just remember. And he said, you may not survive it. David survived it. But you see, you're in a better testament, established upon better promises. So you're going to be beaten with more stripes. David didn't have 1 Samuel to go and read. You did. You don't try it. The other part of it is set aside of God is that and the security of his mercy. When you obey. So when you obey, when you don't feel like obeying, when it's difficult, you know that God's mercy will come and help you. 
So obedience now becomes attractive and disobedience becomes unattractive. That is epignosis of the fear of God. It's the complete knowledge of it. It's not just part knowledge. Complete knowledge. And it came by light. So this is the prerequisite for getting the ability of the mind of Christ, which is what I'm going to start looking at today. I hope I finish. If I don't finish, I'll continue next week. No problem. You know, I want you to understand that the degree to which that will is open is the degree to which light will come. And the amount of light will now determine the amount of the ability of the mind of Christ you are able to experience and exercise. One of the problems why the church has not exercised the ability of the mind of Christ to any appreciable degree up to today is because there is not sufficient humility. We are humble, but we are not humble enough. In fact, let me just tell you the truth. You know, majority of the humility that we have today in the church is false humility. We pretend to be humble. So that people will say, ah, my head is humble, God, but really we're not humble. Most of us are conceited. We think of ourselves more highly than we ought. And it's because of the sin nature in the soul, in the mind, the will, the emotions. And we don't realize that it's there. You go, we've been told that you're a new creature in Christ, so you don't have any sin in you. It's not true. Yes, in your spirit, there's no sin there. But in your soul, there is. You know that. That's why you, the, the flesh, the sin nature in your soul and body is in conflict with the divine nature. That's why you need to go into perfection and remove the sin nature. Mental sin nature deceives us, you know, because that's what it is. It's a sin. It's the devil's nature. And he's a, he's a liar. So he'll come and tell you that you are, you are humble and you're really not humble. You look humble to men. You keep quiet, but inside there's pride. And in whatever way, when people do something you don't like, or you know, or, or something, that, 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 that pride comes out. Uh, well, you want to know whether they're humble, tell them to sit in that place and not to sit in that place. And then the thing will come out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.